Hey Team Fairchild and everybody else out there listening, welcome to another Refuel Team Fairchild episode. You guys know the drill, we're always looking for ways to increase connectivity amongst the community. Every episode we'll be reaching out to members around the base willing to share their stories of leadership, followership, some resiliency stories, some examples of failure and success, and so much more. So let's get this chapter going. Hey guys, this is Sergeant Northam. I am the new career assistance advisor, so I thought maybe it'd be fun just for me to kind of introduce myself, give you a little bit of a background about where I've came from, how I've gotten here, and give you some of my priorities for the next three years as your career advisor. So one fun fact about my name, anyone who maybe has gotten an email from me has noticed, but if not, if you put my last name in front of my first name, it actually spells North America. I actually didn't even tell you guys my first name. My first name is Erica. So yeah, it's North America. I'm originally from a little town in uh, Alaska called Juneau. That's the state capital. I lived there for 18 years and then moved to Oregon and then eventually joined the Air Force. I am maintenance, aircraft maintenance. I started off as a ComNav, communication navigation mission systems technician, avionics, heavies before the great split, if you will, now I'm tanker avionics. But that's a little bit of what my background is. My first duty location was actually RAF Mildenhall over in the UK. I was with the AFSOC and I worked in a little back shop for the ComNav team and we worked on forward-looking infrared receivers for the MH53, which for some of you listeners out there are probably really excited because that's an aircraft you probably haven't heard of for a while and for others you probably have no idea what I'm talking about, but that was an old helicopter that the special forces used. I did that for two years, and then I went to Ramstein, and I was with Yusefi, and I was lucky enough to be picked up for postal duty back when postal was still something that anyone could do as a special duty assignment. I think now it's coded out to three foxtrots only, so you missed out on a good time. It was a lot of work, probably the hardest work I've ever done in my whole career, but it was also the most family-like I had ever seen in my whole career. I then was lucky enough to go to Mildenhall, Again, this time I went and worked the KC-135 with Yusefi. I was part of the 100th. I did that for three years on the flight line, just honing my craft, getting to go all over the world, participating in all sorts of exercises and deployments. It was really a really cool time just to kind of see the world while getting paid for it. After that, I was able to go do debrief for two years. I, I ran that program. So we basically are the liaison between when the plane comes down and getting the plane for maintenance, getting the plane back for maintenance from ops. So once the plane lands, you get all your write-ups, make sure the forms are good, and then you hand it off to maintenance and then they do their thing and get the plane ready to do it all over again. We took on a bunch of extra programs too, uh, usually programs that were handled by CTK, so learning stuff outside of my craft halfway through my debrief time was interesting and a lot to take on, but it was it was cool, the progress we made. After Mildenhall, round two, so nine years overseas, I went stateside finally, and many of you might be jealous, but I actually got to go to McDill over in Florida, Tampa Bay area. I was with AETC actually then. I was picked up to be an FTD instructor, and for those of you that are not maintenance, FTD is basically your field training detachment. So the, the 
trainers that work with the airmen who are no longer brand new, usually they're five and seven levels, so anyone maybe that's transitioned from another aircraft or once they've gotten their five level, they can come through some of our troubleshooting classes. We also taught principles of instruction, which was opened up to the whole base, and that was probably the coolest class to teach, and they do offer it here on base. So this is my, my little, what's the word I'm looking for? plug for FTD here, DET 13, they teach principles of instruction. And that's just a great class for anyone to kind of get a little bit of speech under their belt. You do a couple of speeches, and what's great about those speeches is you get to choose what you want to talk about. It's not necessarily what the Air Force wants you to talk about. So you can talk about, I think I've heard speeches from everything from how to tie your shoes and what what cities people grew up in, why they're the best cities in the United States or in the world. I've heard many speeches on different sports teams or sports players. I had one one staff sergeant do a whole presentation on Beyonce, all sorts of fun things. So you don't have to feel as restricted as you're still trying to learn just how to get up in front of people and talk for the first time. So I definitely recommend that class to anyone listening who is affiliated with the Air Force or stationed on an Air Force base currently because again, if you belong to that base, you can participate in the class. After McDill, I went to Pease, and for those of you going, what the heck is Pease? Pease is this amazing little place up in New Hampshire of all places. It's actually an Air National Guard base, but they have uh, what's called TFA assignment, or TFA, so total force assignment. So you work with the guard at that location, and it's, it's ran by the guard. And then they have a little active duty component, and it's kind of like a CRG, so one of those little where you kind of pick up and just have every every AFSC basically in a small, small dynamic. So we had some maintainers. We had like a medical team of, I think, two or three people. We had LRS. We had ops. And you just kind of all work together and kind of fill in where the guard needs you in those different sections. I did that for almost a year, and then unfortunately the KC-46 was put on hold. So all of active duty were reassigned to different locations and we all ended up all over pretty much the world. I think even some people got to go overseas after that assignment. But a handful of us all came from Pease to Fairchild, mostly maintenance. In fact, all maintenance. I think everybody else everybody else got to go different locations. AMC commander her big thing was trying to bring people back to the the AMC community. So after that, very short, almost year, I then went to Fairchild, and that's where I am today. So one thing I always think is kind of funny, for stateside assignments, you have to get everything there yourself as far as vehicles. So we drove from Florida to New Hampshire, and then from New Hampshire, just about a year later, we drove all the way to Washington. At least it's the east side of Washington, so we didn't have to cross the rest of all the way to Seattle. But I think my cats are more well-traveled than some people maybe even listening. They've seen 26 states. I'd like to know how many you guys have <laughs> seen. Maybe maybe some of you have seen more. Maybe some of you have seen less. If it makes you feel any better, I think they were sleeping most of the time. So I guess that's nothing to really brag about. So that's a little bit about me, where I've come from, where I've been. I think this is hopefully going to be my last location. Uh, Six, six assignments is definitely enough for Sergeant Northam. So that is me. Some goals. 
Uh, I got picked up to be the career assistance advisor one March, so very, very recently, depending on when this podcast comes out, maybe a little bit later. My goals for this job, uh, I have a couple that are unique to me, and one is making sure I am available on different shifts. I haven't figured out how I'm going to go to mid-shift quite yet. Swing shift is a little bit more feasible, but I have no problem one week out of a month, maybe every other month, so six times a year, coming to swing shift, letting you guys schedule appointments in advance with me so you guys come see me. For swing shifters, you can at least come during your work hours. For mid-shifters, I know it's not quite ideal, but now maybe instead of hoping you can catch me on the back side of your shift, you'll be able to catch me on the front side of your shift. You can call the office and I'll already be there so it's not like you're you're showing up early hoping I might still be there because I know how much shift work can be frustrating when it comes to day shift operations. So that is a huge, huge thing that I am going to start hopefully doing by this summer. The reason I'm putting it off a little bit again is because I'm trying to get trained up on everything. That's never a great excuse, but it's the honest truth. And to help me do that, another thing I was able to get with Chief Guzman on is creating a new, a new job that's going to be a six-month rotation for my, my goal is a little bit seasoned staff sergeant. So what I mean by seasoned is someone that's at least tested maybe once, maybe twice, and my young tech sergeants. So the tech sergeants that just made rank or maybe haven't even tested yet, maybe only tested once. And I want to give those airmen a chance to come work with me as the Professional Development Center NCYC. And what that job basically entails is you're going to be running FTAC. I'm going to hand that program over to you and say, this is yours. Of course, there's going to be guidelines. You can't just do whatever classes you want to. But I'm going to give you free range to kind of work with, work with the airmen, work with the mentors, and then also give feedback to me on what programs that we can maybe change because not everything is mandatory in that class, but there are ones that I have to have you guys teach. But other than that, maybe we can try and find new ideas, things that are more relevant to our airmen. And if you can figure those out, I'm on board, and I know everybody else will be on board too. So if you'd like to volunteer for that, there's a tasker out. Hopefully the tasker isn't already closed by the time I finish this podcast and get it out on the air. But that is coming, or maybe it already is cu- already here by the time you listen to this. I, I do apologize if it didn't get out in time. Another, another goal is to try and improve NCOPE, and NCOPE is our non-commissioned officer professional enhancement program, and that's usually a three- to five-day course that reaches out to our NCOs, the ones that have been through ALS, and it's been a little while, but maybe haven't been through NCOA yet. And there's nothing wrong with if it takes you a little bit of time to make tech sergeant. It took me five tries, so do not feel bad. But that's what that class is oriented to, is the airmen that maybe just not need a rebluing, but want a refresher on some of the things that NCOs should be prioritizing. Uh, another thing I am going to try and hopefully bring online, one of my really good friends, Mass Sergeant Lindsay Dumal, is the career assistance advisor over at RAF Mildenhall. She, she spent a lot of time there. <laughs> But she's still there, and she's uh, also trying to figure out new ways and new programs. So I'm going to be working with her and maybe some other career advisors around the world. But one thing I wanted to also do for my shift workers is maybe work with her on certain classes, mandatory or just something that sounds interesting to you guys, some of those classes that are on Fairchild University for us, or just some of the other stuff you see on Appointment Plus. I want to bring those to you guys even if I don't want to be awake at 2 a.m. that week, 
she's already awake and she's already teaching these courses, so she's already on Zoom. Why not take advantage and have her reach out and be available for you guys? And then I can also do that for some of her shift workers. So that is one goal that I'm trying to work is Zoom classes that reach all over the world or wherever needed instead of just Fairchild. And then the last thing I have for you guys, I want to keep this short, is I need to know what you guys need from me. And that's hard, I know. I ask this at every feedback when I'm the supervisor, is what are your standards for me? And I'm not necessarily asking you for standards, but I am asking you for what kind of classes maybe you want to see, what kind of information that's not getting out to you. If you have better ideas on how I can get information out to you, you guys know I have this podcast if you're listening to it. There's the Fairchild there's the Fairchild FSS page. I think it's fairchildfund.com. I have my own Facebook page. It's Fairchild Career Advisor. If you guys want to look that up, I try and post some things on there too. But I need to know the easiest way to get to you guys. If email is just the way you want to be reached, uh, if I don't hear anything, I'll kind of take that as how the easiest way to get to you guys. But I need to know just what you guys need from me. Doesn't mean I'll be able to bring everything online immediately. But the more I know from you, the better I can try and help you guys out. So again, this is just a quick Sergeant Northam meet and greet, I guess, even though I'm in this room by myself. If you guys have anything that you want to bring up, please feel free to find me. You guys know where my office is. This goes out to everyone in the world, so I'm not going to just yell it out. But yeah, Um, if you guys have any other things, just let me know. Thank you for your time. And I hope to bring more podcasts to you guys in the future. You have a spectacular day. All right, everyone. That wraps up another Refuel Team Fairchild episode. If you guys have show ideas, people you'd like to hear from, or even would like to join me on an episode, please send an email my way. You can email me at 92fss.fsdp.fairchildcaa at us.af.mil. All right. You guys have a spectacular day. <laughs>